Today is a weird day for me. Uh, May 10th is uh, actually my mother's birthday, and today would have been my mother's 88th birthday today. My mother and I really didn't ever do very well together. We struggled. I was the youngest of her five children, and my mother was very meticulous and fastidious. Everything had to be just so. Like I said, I was the caboose of five, and I was a very rough-and-tumble kid, so some of my earliest memories and my most frequent memories of my mother are feeling as though I've disappointed her, feeling as though I let her down. That was a struggle for me. As an adult, you start to understand a bit more of how your parents' decisions also factored into your relationship. And certainly for me, the fact that my mother, when I was seven years old, put me to bed one night, and when I woke up, she was gone and abandoned my family, that impacted my relationship with her. Now, a lot went into that decision that I didn't know of until I was much older. But it is pretty hard to develop any kind of a trusting relationship with that kind of brokenness. I didn't fare much better with my stepmother. By the time I got to her, I was really broken and she rather resented the fact that I was so broken. And she had two other kids that were great and I paled by comparison. So I always say I was kind of 0 for 2 in the mother category. But I did learn, as an adult, kind of what my parents, especially my mother, had in common. It was how they approached life and how they approached love. I was taught it was called the poverty mentality, although um, actually scarcity mindset is really um, the term that gets mostly used for this kind of thinking. A scarcity mindset versus an abundant mindset has to do with abundance really trusts and has faith that it will always be replenished. And so um, you're able to sacrifice, give, share, because it's all about abundance. A scarcity mindset, however, that believes that nothing will ever be enough. And so one should keep, garner, hoard, hold on to. Well, both are necessary in the world. I want to be clear about that. Both can be overdone. Think toilet paper at the beginning of a pandemic, right? But when it comes to love, there's really only one mindset that matters. And a scarcity mindset doesn't work. It's not self-sacrificing, and it's not of God. Heaven forbid I love you too much, because I'll use up all my love and won't be able to love somebody else. It really doesn't make much sense. Now, Thomas Aquinas, who was an early church father, matter of fact, he was Martin Luther's favorite early church father, he um, wrote deeply about the subject. He said that it was actually God's very nature to pour himself out, that that was what God did. God was a God of abundance who just simply gave. God gave of himself by becoming human in the form of Jesus, who then gave of himself up into and including unto death as a sacrifice for us all. That that's the very nature of who God is, abundant and loving. 
With all that said, and again, having believed that I was kind of 0 for 2 in the mom category, I've always relished preaching on Mother's Day. I've always loved preaching on Mother's Day. My first Mother's Day sermon was when I was on internship nearly 30 years ago. Now, there's reasons why I love preaching on Mother's Day. First and foremost is because I've had a ringside seat to the greatest mother in the world, that is the mother of my children. I have had such joy watching Rose parent. And dads, that's a part of what Mother's Day is about, right? You learn by watching your wife mother your children. You learn how to love. I believe that there is no other demonstration of the nature of God's love that comes to us in this world more clearly than a mother's love for her child. Let me say that again. I believe that there's no other way that we see how God loves better than watching a mother love her child. And that's why it's so amazing when it goes well. It's a slice of heaven. And that's why it's so tragic when it goes poorly. The nature of motherhood is to sacrifice, always. That's the instinct to give. From the moment of birth, when a mother sacrifices her body, literally broken open, to have this child come into the world, mothers always give of themselves, pour themselves out, allow themselves to be made weak so that their child could be made strong. That's why we celebrate Mother's Day so much and so hard, so strongly, because that's what mothers do. They love in the same way that God loves. And their love mirrors for us how God loves us. Well, every year it seems like we're squeezing Mother's Day into the Easter season, and so it always seems odd and kind of counterintuitive to be having texts of the risen Christ on Mother's Day. And today, especially with the text that we heard, here we're a month after Easter and we have resurrection morning as our text. And yet, um, there's a method to the madness. I want to just have you consider, and maybe this is the first time you've ever considered this, but I want to have you consider the fact that the entirety of our Christian witness really rests on the witness of two women. You you ever think about that? It's so odd, so strange. The resurrection happened, the women came to the empty tomb, they encountered Jesus, and then the guys come, or not, depending on who you read, and they don't see. Now, there are resurrection texts later, but again, in Mark's gospel, you don't even have any resurrection texts, really. And so, uh, the whole thing rests on the story, on the narrative, on the witness of two women. And what you need to understand and remember is that women in Jesus' day had no rights, no voice, nothing at all in terms of 
any credibility. It was as if they didn't exist, and if they didn't exist, the story, the truth that they told also wouldn't exist, right? And so you couldn't have a story in that context that got any weaker of a start. And it's amazing to me. Here we have the weakest story ever started became the strongest story ever told. We have the story of the greatest sacrifice that became the strongest story in the lives of more people than anyone else in the world. And this is really, truly amazing to me. Right? This is God's way. Weakness to strength, self-sacrifice to build up others. It's our mother's way as well. I'll leave you with a story of Sue and Dave Lutton. Spent some time this week on Tuesday afternoon with them. Second in such visits to their home, they invited me out. Um, Their story is um, just so wonderful and so faithful. I asked them if I could share today and they told me that I could. They raised their family in Ashland. Dave is uh, a lawyer there, he practices law. Sue gave up her work to raise their three children and they raised them to adulthood. Um, She was a strong and guiding force in their family. Sue is an incredibly strong woman and she raised three really strong daughters, each of whom was valedictorian of their high school class. Just one example. But it's interesting how Sue and Dave got to Sheridan. So their middle daughter, Jessica, she um, came to Sheridan because she was a part of a sorority and some of her sorority sisters were connected here. And so um, she just worshiped here for the four years of college and she fell in love with the place. She loved Sheridan. After she graduated, she moved to Omaha, got married. And five weeks after she was married, her life was ended by a drunk driver. Sue and Dave were crushed. Seeking to connect with their daughter's spirituality, they began to drive all the way from Ashland to Sheridan on Sunday mornings just to be connected to her in that way. They fell in love with Sheridan. That was in 2010. They fell in love with Sheridan, joined. Dave's leadership abilities were noticed and his skill set being a lawyer and so he was asked to serve on our congregational council and did for three years. And it was in 2016 that Sue was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And her cancer is doing what ovarian cancer does. It's slowly robbing her body of its life. A few weeks ago, she was placed on home hospice. And they asked me to come and spend some time just kind of to talk with and sort through all of the varying emotions. And they admit their struggles in some ways, but they are so amazingly healthy and the love that they share is so beautiful. They feel so blessed by all that they have had, all that they do have. And it was just a beautiful conversation and beautiful to behold. Sue's blessed because older daughter Liz comes by regularly, brings the grandkids. Younger daughter Sarah, 
whose wedding I did last summer, is a nurse and taking time off as a nurse to care for her mother and be her mother's nurse on hospice. Tragically, but yet beautifully, Sarah is expecting her first child, a child that will come in August, and a child that Sue knows in all likelihood she will not meet in this world. At the end of the visit, I asked, I said, it's Mother's Day week. Sue, do you have any advice for the moms out there? And she replied, let your kids be who they are. Let them be strong. Again, in the midst of such weakness, the commitment to self-sacrifice for the strengthening of others. And as she (laughs) said that to me, I thought to myself, that is just simply so Mother's Day, and that is simply so God. Poured himself out in the person of Jesus, who poured himself out to die for our sins, and who gives us the strength by faith to carry on. Let's make self-sacrifice. Let's make pouring out our love. Let us make these things our new normal. Happy Mother's Day.